Hello everyone, I'm Becca, dietitian by trade, mom 24-7, wife from the start, and when there's a few extra hours in the day, you might find me hitting the trails or on horseback. And I'm Kara, a therapist to women, a mom to a boy, an entrepreneur, mountain junkie, and a postpartum runner. And this is Fit for a Queen, a podcast that's devoted to the female athlete wanting to balance the teeter-totter of all the things we desire out of life as women. Performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self, even if we only get one minute out of the day. We're so excited to be bringing you the queens in the athletic world who have done just that. Okay, ladies, take a seat at your thrones, grab your crowns, and welcome to Fit for a Queen. Uh, good morning, Queens. We have Kay Glenn, who is uh, such an inspiration that you don't have to ever quit being an athlete uh, because of your age as she continues to set records and be active. So I'll tell you a little bit more. One of Kay's lifetime passions been dancing and performing acrobatics since the age of four. For over 20 years, she's owned her own studio where she's taught various disciplines of dance. And she actually won a Ford Mustang at the age of 15 doing a novelty acrobatic routine with chairs. In the last five years, this routine's given her spots on TV shows such as David Letterman, Jimmy Kimmel, Oprah, The View, America's Got Talent, 30 Seconds to Fame, I've Got a Secret, and Country Fried Home Videos, which include clips of Kay's pole vaulting in her backyard. Recently, she made a dream come true. She flew on the trapeze for the first time at age 55. In the spring of 2009, Kay closed her dance studio, and she and her husband bought a local insurance agency, but I think you even shared with us that you're moving on to your next chapter with that. And Kay is enjoying spending time as a motivational entertainer and training for track and field at her home in the country where she has a pole vault pit, a high jump pit, hurdles, and an area compromised of a horizontal bar, rings, and trapeze. Wow, I'm heading to your Yeah, some people have gardens. She's got a track and field. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yes, it's it's a fun playground. Oh, I bet so. I think that's awesome. Um, Also, Kay was featured in the August 2009 issue of AARP magazine. So you are what the face of retirement or moving towards retirement should should look like. So Mm -hmm. welcome, Kay. Well, so far it's a busy, I think it's going to be a busy retirement. So I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. So yeah, you sound like a busy lady. So Kay, can you tell us? Well, I never. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. What? Can you tell us about how and what you feel like has helped you to continue to thrive in athletics regardless of age? I mean, you're still going strong. I I don't know. I've just always been a very active person, and I've had opportunities that have been presented to me that I didn't even know were out there. So I think that's kind of helped with a new network of friends and you've got the internet that lets you know what's going on out in the world but I just went from one thing to another it seems like I started out with just the dancing when I was younger had a lot of opportunities to be in front of crowds and and do some people pleasing and then I got into sports when I was in high school like every other kid was doing Um, had some good success with that especially in my track and field um, sport and I don't know, then after that, it you, you fall into that, well, I got married thing, and <laughs> I still kept up with my acrobats, but the, the running and getting involved in the other sports was something new, and I don't know, it was a natural progression for me. I learned my athletic 
track and field events the way I had learned my acrobats and my tap dancing. And uh, so I don't know, like I say, then I, I found out about meets and then you meet people and you find out how young-minded and young at heart they are. <laughs> and I don't really know whether they've always been that way or whether they became that way after they got involved in their sport, but it's a, it's a really fun group of people, and we meet at least, it seems like once a year, some of the same people from all over the country when I go to national meets and catch up on how everybody's doing. and So it's just part of my life to be active, and mm-hmm. I think it always will be. Hopefully. You make such a good point that it's activity that's something that you love that you do versus, you know, I have to go out and work out. It sounds like it's just integrated into your life um, and that you enjoy it so much. Right. And I use, I think I use music a lot of times when I'm not maybe really in the mood to get started with a more formal workout. And uh, sometimes I think, I think. For me, I need to do it constantly, like every day I like to work out. And even if it's only 10 minutes, I mean, it might be two hours. But sometimes, as my daughter says, the hardest part about doing an actual workout is putting on your shoes. Mm-hmm. Once you get <laughs> mm-hmm. your shoes on, once you get your mindset, you get out there and then you just want to try it one more time and before you know it, time's gone by. But yeah. I think just setting aside a certain time each day has helped me keep into a more regular routine and once I quit doing it one day then it's easier to skip it the next day and so if I don't feel like doing it that day I tell myself well I'll just do a little bit for five or ten minutes (laughs) (laughs) and uh, keeps me in the routine of it I guess. Well I think that you're setting such a great model I can remember kind of cracks me up they called it senior olympics and my dad i think was in his 40s at that time but that's how i grew up playing basketball was just kind of trucking along with him and his team um and going to watch him but it was fun seeing my dad kind of turn into this kid on the court um and seeing that age is not something they have to give up things that you love so on that note tell us about what you're hoping to continue to do in the future i mean it sounds like each year you keep mastering more and more things and becoming even more athletic. Well, it seems like I'm trying to get better all the time at what I'm doing and I just am not there yet, so I'm going <laughs> to keep working on it. I time is always a big issue and uh, now that I'm getting near that retirement from, you know, a 9 to 5 job, I hope to have more time to work on my my training and learn a little bit more about nutrition and be better at growing into those gracefully older years but <laughs> I want to do more speaking I want to get be able to get out and travel a little bit and uh, let people know what there is out there available I know I learned so much from people all ages whether it's an older person or a younger person, it never ceases to amaze me at what I can learn from them. It's, it's, it's always very humbling what they, um, what they have to say and uh, what I can learn. So if I can, I'm not out there to tell people this is the way you should lead your life and this is what you should do and if you do this, you'll be healthy. I'm just kind of out there to tell them my story and this is kind of what works for me and if you can pick up on any one thing 
that might help you or it might ring a bell, hey, maybe I could try that, then then that's what I want to be able to do. And uh, there's a lot of avenues out there, like I say, and with the Internet, a lot of options. And mm-hmm. now with these new podcasts, it's one more way of letting <laughs> people know. <laughs> so I'm glad you're doing them. I don't think I could do what you're doing, but that's your job to do. So. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a, um, a great idea and a, and a voice that um, is definitely needed out there in the athletic world. Um, Kay, do you think that having this well-rounded athletic background since you were little has helped with kind of the longevity of being active and in, and involved in sports? Do you think that's helped you? I I think it has. It's just been a part of my life, and, and now that I have um, – you know, it's been different all the way through, even though I've been active. Like I said, I didn't have any real formal training myself when I was starting out in the athletics. And and there were times where I didn't have much time. And like everyone else, when you've got kids and they're on the run and you have no time for yourself, you have to kind of pick and choose where you can find that. And you have to kind of put yourself first once in a while, too, to, to keep sane and I, even with my kids in that generation, I never took them to the park and sat and watched them play. I just always played with them. Mm-hmm. So now, even though it's a generation later, when I go with my grandkids, uh, it's the same thing. I, I play with them, and they know me as the grandma that eats broccoli and has long blonde hair <laughs> when they were too little to know really which grandma we call what you know and everything that was and so they know I've kind of spoiled them when they know when they come to my house um we're going to do something active we'll mm-hmm. we'll do a lot of the we'll do the cookout and we'll do the s'mores and the hot dog things and the things like that that you do on the farm but we're also going to have the bikes out and we're going to go to all the area parks. And uh, so sometimes I, I have to rest up more than the average person when my <laughs> mm-hmm. grandkids come. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whole different energy, the little ones. Oh. <laughs> right. Kind of wasted energy, right? Oh, I bet they look forward to uh, coming to see you. Well, I hope they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, that's great that they know that it's grandma that's going to be out playing and doing stuff with them where I think a lot of... Um, grandparents as they've gotten older have kind of given up on that and it's just put them out in the backyard so that's great I like how I enjoy it yeah good I like how you describe yourself as a motivational entertainer versus motivational speaker can you tell us a little more about that well when I first started um doing my speaking engagements I just didn't think I could walk out there and talk about what I did although I have some pretty funny stories (laughs) but to really identify with it I thought they need to know what I've done or who I am so right from the beginning I would start out my my engagements by popping off a dance routine or walking out of my hands or cartwheeling down the aisle (laughs) and now it was like now we can talk now you Uh know what I do now you know who I am because it's like you kind of start into talk and they're kind of listening but when you show them really who you are and this is what I've this is what I've become because of what I'm about to tell you 
then they have a lot of questions. They don't, then they then they want to know details. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've had people that will. Um, um, well, there was an internet uh, questionnaire thing done before one of my big track meets one time, and they followed me up to like three or six months before the meet, and I was having some medical issues at the time. And when I got to the meet, there were people that would holler out. Hey, hey, I got to go, but what do you eat? What do you normally eat? <laughs> and they're still walking down the sidewalk, hollering over their shoulder. <laughs> and uh, so it kind of gives me a chance to go into a, a little more detail. But um, that was that was one of the um, big dates, I guess, in my life was when I did what I thought could be my last track meet. I found out I was going to have to have hip surgery mm. and that was going to end everything I'd been to six doctors and they told me um yeah you need to have hip surgery and you need to find a new hobby and then I had a lot of support from my track and field community they introduced me to a doctor in South Carolina instead of having a regular hip replacement I had a hip resurfacing Mm -hmm. which allows me to do everything that I did before and it's it's our generation has to teach the doctors they have to treat us differently. We're the active senior right. citizens. We're mm-hmm. not the normal senior citizens. So I've walked in many times to a doctor's office. Well, not many, but I've walked in there with three or four pictures, and I've said, this is this is what I do. This is who I am, and this is normal for me. So I want to get back to normal, but I'm having some issues, but, but here's my goal that I want to get back to. Now mm-hmm. I need some help. Good <laughs> for you. So, yeah. It's And I've had other people that are in track and field that have said, you know, well, doctors just, they don't understand the newer generation of seniors. So, you know, you have to walk in and say, I'm an athlete instead of I'm a grandma. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> while you're both, you want to be physically treated as an, as an athlete. Yeah, that's a, but, that's um, a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've learned a lot about that. Yeah, and Kay, it sounds like you found a great community too of individuals. And I know we're we always talk about finding your tribe and finding your village. It really sounds like you've done that in the track and field community. We are our own little family. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. even in our section, we have pole vaulters, we have throwers, we have sprinters. But then you've got another community of all the athletes and. You know that when you go to a meet, if you don't know someone there, you will when you come home. Mm. Everybody has something in common. Everybody wants to be healthier. They know they're happier. And they will do anything to help out each other. Um, it is They're a real big asset in, in my life, and they're mm-hmm. really good motivators. Because believe it or not, there's even people out there that are very good who are very much older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, was it like the 40-yard sprint and there was the 80 and above group, including somebody that was over 100 years old or mm-hmm. close to it? I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. Inspirational. that's a goal right there. <laughs> yeah. They are. They are. I've, uh, I've, I've, even there was a guy in Iowa, I think he didn't even really start in until he was about 65 and mm-hmm. he had world records and he would walk out on the track with his knee braces on getting ready to do his sprint and mm-hmm. we'd say how you feel and he goes well I don't know yet <laughs> and he would kind of limp onto the track he would run uh, you know a world record 
pace and then he would kind of limp off the track and say, well, that was fun, you know. Wow. And I do have to say my mother is uh, going to be 95 in mm-hmm. December and her extent was uh, she was a cheerleader and she liked her cartwheels. So maybe I take after her, I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, I still haven't given up on the thought that when she turns 95 in December, she will be in a new age division because we usually compete in five-year brackets. So she went out on the track with me the other day and did her walk all the way around. Mm -hmm. I I just might uh, take her to one of those meets with me and see what her numbers turn out Mm -hmm. to be. That's (laughs) incredible. We'll keep our eyes and ears open Uh for that. We should have had your mom on too today. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, Kay, it sounds like you're you're a busy gal. So at the end of each interview, we ask our interviewees how they live out the fit philosophy. So how do you kind of find the balance in performance, your health, intellect, and taking time for self? How do you balance it all? Um, I guess that's, that's the hardest part is finding time, uh, you know, your time management, I hope to get better at that, and that'll give me more time to get better at what I do. I want to continue with my performances because they're they're kind of like parties for me. You do all this work all year long, and then you get to go to the party. So uh-huh. the performance uh, is, a, is a big part at the track meets or with the dancing, and um, they kind of test you as to how how good you've been working out. And uh, so it's it's just a way to measure ourselves as far as that goes in your health. Um, you know, if I don't take care of my health, no one will. So that's always important as an athlete to uh, keep track of what's going on there and learn all that you can, which is another thing. You have to you have to put your own mind to work and take care of yourself, and you have to get out there and learn the new ways of doing things and gather all the information in that you can and then decide what works for you. So, um, like I say, it's it's all um, it starts kind of out with that time balancing act. So I'm going to work on that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think getting the word out to people is is very important. That they don't even know that there's things out there for them. So getting the word out is is a great way to motivate people and. Let them know what's going on. Well, great. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you've motivated Kara and yeah. I. Like, I feel like I need to go on a run today. Right. <laughs> Get my butt out there. What age bracket it, it goals are we going to aim yeah, for? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> my, my, last, my last goal, my last kind of immediate goal, I set goals all the way down the road. I don't know. I think for the next year, I should make my goal be to publish my book. I have written my autobiography. Oh. And I started on it um, when I was going through the hip surgery issue, I thought it was just so ironic that me, of all people, should have a arthritis problem. And as I started to write it, it, it was going to be just about track. Well, I couldn't do that without writing about dance, and I couldn't do that without going back to when I was four. So before you know it, I kind of had my whole life in there, and mm-hmm. I hope I can I can get it published so I can be able to go into more depth as far as um, how I've lived my life. and people can pick it up and learn something from it and as you say put the book down and go out for a run there you go (laughs) we'll be sure to let us know so we can share it on our social media we would we would love to read that uh story of yours so yeah that's a great goal right now i right now i call it k the pole vaulting grandma (laughs) so we'll see (laughs) love it 
Well, thanks for coming on, Kay, and best wishes in the future at Nationals. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll be thinking about you. Well, thank you. (laughs) Bye, Kay. Have a good one. Bye, Queens. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor today, Sentimano Counseling. Sentimano Counseling is the premier perinatal mental health practice in Kansas City, treating mood disorders during pregnancy and postpartum, perinatal loss, infertility, eating, and exercise disorders. Go to sentimano.com for further information about the practice and services. For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fit for a Queen. Hashtag fit for a queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.